0: That is why he told Abraham, he said, I am your, your exceeding great reward. God gave himself as a reward to Abraham, and we are the seed of Abraham. Therefore, we have inherited God himself. Listen to Pastor Oti Boati as Christ is magnified in you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Wow. So on Sunday, Sunday, we had a very wonderful showing day, and it was just glorious. Was just close. I want to say a very big God bless, a very big thank you to all those of us who sowed, gave our seeds on Sunday. And even before Sunday, you know, God bless you so much. And all those of you who are yet to give, I want to say God bless you even before you give your, your seed. Thank you so much for your commitment to the gospel. It shows that you are really submitted to the gospel. You gave lavishly. You gave lavishly. And we are going to be able to do so much with the With I mean, we've, we've started doing... All the expenditures that we are supposed to do, and it's just it's just wonderful. God bless you so much. Keep the seats coming in. Don't uh, refrain your hands at all. If you've not given, give as you're supposed to, and be part of the blessings that comes to doing these things. This particular building for the Lord and other things for the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know. So today I want to share with you concerning now that you have given to God. Wow. That's that's my subject for the next few services. Now that you have given to God, you know what next now that you have given to god the title of the message is now that you have given to god you know so we've given some of us have gathered pushed you know someone drove his car and came to drop it as a seed that's zolika he came to drop it as a seed you know you've given you're all expecting for something glorious to happen it's the grace of god that has moved you to do what you what you did and now you have received the grace of God. You must know that the grace of God is in your life. If you read in Second Corinthians chapter eight, verse one, let's look at it. Second Corinthians chapter eight, verse one. My brethren, we do you to wait of the grace of God bestowed on the churches of Macedonia. He says, "We want you to know about the grace of God that that has been bestowed." Do you see? the churches of macedonia they had received that grace a grace had been bestowed upon them let's read the amplified. says we want to tell you further brethren about the grace the favor and spiritual blessing of god which has been evident in the churches of macedonia arousing in them the desire to give alms so the fact that you have given is a show that you have received grace and remember we pronounce the blessings of grace upon your life if you go to chapter chapter 9 Verse eight, second Corinthians chapter nine, verse eight, still in the amplified. He says, And God is able to make all grace, every favor, and earthly blessing come to you in abundance, so that you may always and under all circumstances and whatever the need be self sufficient, possessing enough to require no aid or support and furnishing in abundance for every good work and charitable donation. So he lets you know that God is able to make all grace abound to you. And that all grace has come to you now. You must believe and accept the fact that now you have grace to accomplish many things. You have grace. Every favor and earthly blessing has come to you in abundance. To the glory of God. So you are starting from that point from henceforth. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Be assured in your heart that now I have grace. I have ability from God to accomplish great things. I have ability from God to prosper on every sea of my life. He says, for you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor, so that you through his poverty might be rich. That grace that causes you to prosper has been released upon your life. So step out in confidence. Step out in, in assurance, knowing that I'm the blessed of God. Abraham knew God. that he was blessed. I'm the blessed of God. The anointing of God's spirit is resting upon me. So no matter what point you are starting from, you are blessed. If you read in Genesis chapter." 39, from verse 1. The Bible says, And Joseph was brought down to Egypt, and Potiphar, an officer of Pharaoh, captain of the guard, an Egyptian, bought him of the hands of the Ishmaelites, which had brought him down thither. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, this is Joseph, who prior to this was with his father and with his brothers, and had all the comfort that you could think about, and had been sold by his own brothers. They sold him into slavery, sold him to the Ishmaelites. You know, and the Ishmaelites brought him to Egypt and sold him to Potiphar. Okay, so this guy is starting from zero. Yeah. All that he has in his life is just a boxer shorts. Yeah. He didn't even have, because the dress he had, his coat of many colors was taken away from him. Yeah. He was put in a pit and drawn out of the pit and sold. So he had nothing. Yeah, he, he, his, he had nothing. Even his own life did not belong to him because he had not become a slave. Yeah. Now, look at what is said in the Bible in verse 2. Genesis 39 from verse 2. It says, And the Lord was with Joseph, and he was a prosperous man. I mean, how can this be true? But the Bible says it is true. It says, And the Lord was with Joseph, and he was a prosperous man, and he was in the house of his master, the Egyptian. Why? Because the Lord was with him. He he, he was the blessed of God. And hence he was a prosperous man. Even though he had a boxer shorts on. Only a boxer shorts. That was all he owned. He didn't own his own life. But the Bible says he was a prosperous man. From henceforth, you are prosperous man. It doesn't matter what level you are on. It makes no difference what is going on around you. Just know that the prosperity of God has come into your life in a very special way. And that this year, for the next one year, everything that you touch is going to prosper. It's going to be excellent. It's going to be exciting. It's going to be glorious. Just look at Joseph's life some more. he says, And the Lord was with him was with Joseph, and he was a prosperous man, and he was in the house of his master, the Egyptian, verse 3. And his master saw that the Lord was with him, and that the Lord made all that he did to prosper in his hand. His master saw that the Lord was with him, and that the Lord made all that he did to prosper in his hand. Brother, your prosperity will not show forth. He, He hadn't touched anything, but he was prosperous. Now, when he started touching things, the prosperity started showing. When he started working, the prosperity started showing. So, now that you have given, the first thing you need to do is to start working. You need to work. Because without work, what, you, what has come into your life will not show. You see, giving without working is like pouring water into a basket. You can't retain anything. The water is coming, but then there's nothing to retain it. There's nothing to keep it. There's nothing to show for what you have done, for what you have received. So it's important to start working. He started working for his master. And his master saw, he saw that the Lord was with him. Because everything, that that the Lord made all that he did to prosper in his hand. What are you doing? All that he did prospered in his hand. It's so important. Look at the next verse, verse 4. And Joseph found grace in his sight. And he served him and he made him overseer over his house. And all that he had, he put into his hand. Next verse. And it came to pass over the time that he had made him overseer in his house. And over all that he had, that the Lord blessed the Egyptian's house for Joseph's sake. And the blessing of the Lord was upon all that he had in the house and in the field. This is your story. The blessing of the Lord is resting on you. And everything you do is blessed. He says, it came to pass on the time, from that time, that he made him overseer in his house, and over all that he had, that the Lord blessed the Egyptian's house for Joseph's sake. You are the blessed of God. Whatever you touch will be blessed for your sake. For your sake. He came in a pauper. He came in not having anything. But because of his presence, you are the blessing. You are the blessing now. And wherever you find yourself, touch something. Do something. Because you are going to see results. Listen, a year from now, or within that—not a year, from, within the course of the year, into next year, until the next time you are sowing a seed. The next time you are sowing a seed, you'll be giving ten times more than you give on Sunday, is. because everything that you touch is going to prosper. Everything that you touch is going to prosper. That is what is going to happen in your life. Your level is going to change so much; you'll be shocked at your own self. That grace that has come upon your life is working in everything that you're going to do. In the name of the Lord Jesus. If you are selling earrings, sell them with passion. Know that the blessing of God is upon that earring that you are selling. If you are selling wigs, if you are selling shoes, whatever it is that you are doing. Know that because you have touched it, the blessing of God is upon it. And it is going to prosper. It is going to increase. He The blessing of the Lord was upon all that he had in the house. And all that he had in the field. The blessing of the Lord was upon all the things that he had. All the things that he had everything that he had everything that he had had the blessing of the lord resting upon it what is the blessing of the lord it maketh rich and added no sorrow to it everything that he had had become rich without sorrow so everything that you touch is going to be rich it's going to be it's going to be prosperous to the glory of god hallelujah because of you in that particular business in that particular employment if you are working for somebody know that your promotion has come. And that before the year ends, you're going to be promoted. And that you have more than you ever thought. Start thinking in a, in a different way. Know that God has blessed you. And God's hand is upon you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, you have to work. You have to work. Now that you have given to God, the first thing you need to do now is to work. Because God is going to bless you with what you touch. If you're in Psalm 1, verse 1. Look at Psalm 1 verse 1. His blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his Lord does he meditate day and night. And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. That bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither. And whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. Whatsoever he doeth, not whatsoever he giveth. Not whatsoever he giveth. Whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. Your giving brings the blessing of God to you. It procures the blessings of God and establishes the the blessings of God in your life. But for that blessing to have a channel, for you to see the blessing of God manifesting itself physically around you, you need to touch something. You need to do something. He says, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. Your giving plants you by the rivers of waters. But your work, your working, is what causes you to prosper. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So you need to touch something. You need to do something. The blessing of Abraham only shows for after you touch something. You have to do something. So what are you doing? That's the question. What are you doing? No one is born poor or rich. We all come into this world stuck naked. People arrive here to become whatever they choose to become. That's the truth. You, it's a choice. Yes, you may say that Oh, this person was born into a rich family. But the truth is that we're all born stuck naked without anything. We didn't have anything. Do you see? Now, what you make out of your life makes all the difference. If you read in Proverbs 10, verse 4, look at Proverbs 10, 4. Oh, I like this. It says, Whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. Whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. You must do something. You must do something. You know, so we talk about giving and we still don't talk about working, but the two work hand in hand. That is, that is the link. The linkage is that after you've given, you work. So that the blessing that you acquired and was established in your life will gain expression through your work. Do you see? Don't just sit down expecting people to come and give to you. No, it doesn't work like that all the time. It doesn't work like that all the time. And that would be so lazy of you to just sit and watch for people to come and come and give to you. It doesn't work like that. Jesus said that my father worketh hitherto too. And I work. <laughs> Jesus was into working. God was into working. He says my father worketh hitherto too. And I also work. The same Jesus said that as I see what I see my father do, the work that I see him do is the same work that I also do. God is into working. Remember, he worked for six days and on the seventh day he rested. So work must be part of your life. You yeah. you shouldn't take work out of your life. Wow. You shouldn't be a lazy Christian, yeah, only depending on giving. Mm. No. After I've given, how what is a channel for your receiving? Mm. The channel for your receiving is the work that you are touching. What you are doing is a channel through which you, are, you receive the blessing. You receive the increase. You receive the prosperity. And there's so much in the Bible. It's written all over in the Bible. And I'm going to be showing you so many scriptures along that line. Look at chapter 10, verse 4. He becometh poor, that dealeth with a slack hand. He becometh poor. He didn't say he was born poor. He becometh poor. That deals with a slack hand. The one who will not work with his hand will become poor. His giving notwithstanding. No matter what you give, if you are not working, if you are not doing something that will bring something in, you'll be limited in the, in, in the resources that you can receive. That's why some people think that a lot of charismatics have been taught to give, but they've not been taught to work. Do you see? So, uh, oh, we gave, but then nothing happened. Something happened. Something happened. But because there was no channel for what happened to show forth physically, you couldn't see it. So you need to work. He says, he becometh poor. Not he was born poor. He becometh poor. That dealeth with a slack hand. But the hand of the diligent maketh rich. The hand of the diligent maketh rich. The one who works. The, a, a diligent man is one who is a hard worker. He's talking about a hard worker. The hand of the diligent maketh him rich. So it's a choice. It's either you do with a slack hand and become poor or you do with diligence. You work hard and make riches for yourself. I don't know about you, but I'm interested in working. Yeah. Jesus said, I must work. The works of him that sent me while it is day. The night cometh when no man can work. Jesus was a workaholic. He says, I must work while it is day. Do you see? I must work while it is day. Sometimes people think that preachers are just, we just come and come. Even sharing with you is work. How do we, how do we know what to say at all times? We've been online all these, all these months, and I've been sharing with you Sunday in, Sunday out, Wednesday in, Wednesday out, doing extra meetings, so many meetings here and there. If you don't, if you are not in the drive of working, you will not be able to do what you're supposed to do. You can't produce fruits at all. If you read in Acts chapter 10, verse 38. The Bible says that how God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power. And he went about doing good. The anointing of God causes you to move. It causes you to move around. To do something. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So the presence of God in your life pushes you to work. God instructs us to work. He becometh poor. That dealeth with a slack hand. If you deal with a slack hand, you become poor. He says that whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. You must do something. You must do something. If, if, if you allow the Holy Spirit to lead you, he will show you what to do. He will show you what to touch. Maybe you don't have any business. He will show you what kind of business to get yourself involved in. If you have a business, he will show you what to do. He will give you ideas as to what to do to maximize your profits. God is interested in you maximizing your profits. God is interested in you getting more contracts that you didn't ask for. I was there recently and uh, I got a call concerning uh, someone I know who has received a contract for $40 million. Just like that. 40 yes, $40 million. There are contracts like that. Why can't you have it? The presence of the Holy Spirit in your life makes you bold to handle things. You can handle things by the power of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Go back to verse ten, four. Let me read it once again to you. Proverbs chapter 10, verse 4. He becometh poor, that dealeth with a slack hand. But the hand of the diligent maketh rich the hand of the diligent maketh rich so it is up to you it is up to you you must work hard i wish you had a neighbor by. if you have a neighbor by tell your neighbor you must work hard it's time for you to work it's time for you to touch something it's time for you to put yourself in in the drive mode knowing that you are graced of god knowing that the anointing of gospel is resting upon you knowing that you're going to accomplish great things by the power of the holy spirit contracts are coming to me People are you are going to get calls from places you never thought you'd get a call from, in the name of the Lord Jesus, with deals, deals that that will bring you so much. Hallelujah! Hallelujah. He blessed him; the blessing of the Lord was with him in his house, and in the field. In his house, and in the field. Hallelujah! Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So prosperity in Christ is not limited to giving alone. You must work. After you've given. Okay? Do you agree that you must work after I've given? God admonishes every child of God to to work. Every child of God must work. Every child of God must work. And every child of God must work hard. If you are going to put yourself into laziness, folding of your arms, and all of that, it's probably to come upon you. chapter 18, verse 16. Look at verse 18, 16. I want to show you the correlation between giving and working with these scriptures. It says, a man's gift or a man's giving maketh room for him and bringeth him before good men. So your, your gift will make room for you. It will create space for you. Do you see? So that you can come before good men. Your giving will create room for you. So now that you have given, a room has been created for you. Now, what do you do with that room? Look at Proverbs chapter twenty-two, verse twenty-nine. Proverbs twenty-two, verse twenty-nine. See, as thou a man diligent in his business, he shall not stand. Be- he shall stand before kings. He shall not stand before mean men. Have you seen it? See, as thou a man diligent in his business, he shall stand before kings. He shall not stand before mean men. So your giving produces, creates the room for you to stand before great men. But your work in that room is what brings you to stand before kings. And not stand before mean men. I don't know if you are catching it. So they work hand in hand. Both of them bring you. It's not just one. It's not just your giving. Your giving creates the room. And your diligence fills that room for you to stand before great men. So you can't. uh, There's no future for a lazy man in the kingdom of God. Kingdom prosperity has nothing to do with laziness. It has nothing to do with it. There's no future. There's no future for a lazy man, for an idle man. An idle man has no future in the kingdom of God when it comes to prosperity. If you're going to sit down idle, you're going to be in trouble. You're going to be in trouble. Don't think that, oh, I can just be there and uh, somehow come and give to me because I've given people who line up. How are they going to line up to give to you? How? W- what, what have you done? Why? Ha- why? What have you done for them, for them to line up to give to you? It doesn't work like that. Wow. You see, but with your work, with your work, they will come. You have people lining up, they are your customers. They'll come, many customers will come. Customers you didn't think about. Your turnover will be greater. If your business had a turnover of two months, you realize your business will now have a business, a turnover of a month within a month. You're able to turn over quickly and get more than you're we getting before. See, as a man diligent in his business, if you are diligent in your business, he says he shall stand before kings, he shall not stand before mean men. Like I said, there's no future for an idle man or a lazy man. Irrespective of his giving in the kingdom of God. Look at Proverbs 24, verse 30. God warns us against laziness and tells us the consequences of laziness. No matter who you are. If you are lazy, if you are, if you are an idle person, if you are just lying in bed all the time, I don't know what you're expecting. If you're just lying in bed, just staying around, just you know, hanging around, you won't get much. Proverbs 24, verse 30. I went by the field of the slothful or the lazy man and by the vineyard of the man void of understanding. Every lazy man is void of understanding. Your laziness is a show that you don't have understanding. You don't really understand how the kingdom of God works. You don't understand how things work. Next verse, that's 31. And lo, it was all grown over with thorns because it would not work. And nettles had covered the face thereof. And the stone wall thereof was broken down. Then I saw and considered it well. I looked upon it and received instruction. Yet a little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to sleep. So shall thy poverty come as one that traveleth and thy want as an armed man. He says it will come upon you. Your poverty will come upon you like an armed man. You can't do anything about it. Poverty will come upon you. So shall thy poverty come as one that traveleth And I want as an armed man. It's like you can't escape it. There's no way you can escape it. Do you see? There's no way you can escape it. Joseph was working as a slave. And had the blessing of God showing forth. Because of his work. When he went down into the prison, same thing. His work showed forth. The blessing was seen in his life through his work. It was not seen by him folding his hands and sitting down. As he worked. How did they know that the blessing of God was upon his life? It was because of his work. It was because of his working. that was the only way of testifying the fact that this guy is blessed. I'll talk to you about the fathers. The fathers of the Bible. And how prosperity, their prosperity showed forth through their work. I'm going to mention them one by one. And show you instances of the things that they did. With work. They gave and were blessed of God. Like you have done. And have been blessed of God. But then after that, they touched something. And then he saw the blessings of God showing forth. That's the only way to see the blessing of God. There's there's no other way. I'm sorry, but there's no other way. You must work hard. You must work tirelessly. And see God promote you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's read the message of this verse. Proverbs chapter chapter 24. Let's read from verse 13 in the message. One day I walked by the field of an old lazy bones. And then passed by the vineyard of a lout. They were overgrown with weeds, thick with thistles. all the fences broken down. I took a long look and pondered what I saw. The fields preached me a sermon and I listened. A nap here, a nap there. A day of here, a day of there. Sit back, take it easy. Do you know what comes next? Do you want to know what comes next? Verse 34, just this, you can look forward to a death poor life you know other message versions will show you some more scriptures and add this to it with poverty as your permanent house guest hallelujah Hallelujah. praise the lord poverty as your permanent house guest he's in your house he's not going to go anywhere he's staying with you when you're going he's going with you when i come he's coming with you even though you have given and the blessings of god have come upon you but because you've not touched anything you can't see you can't see your giving brings the blessing into your life in a special way. And your working is what is a channel for, sh- for the manifestation of the blessing. It's a channel. You must you must touch something. If you've not started doing anything yet, start thinking. And that's one of the things that you are supposed to do after you've given. Thinking. The next one I'm going to talk about is thing. After working, you think. I'm going to show you about it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Look at Proverbs chapter 19, verse 14. I don't know if you like my message. Yes. Proverbs nineteen forty. Like I said, I want to give you a complete idea of prosperity in Christ. Kingdom prosperity. So that you don't make mistakes. You don't think that it's just this line. No, it's not just this line. This is also equally important. The first thing you do is to give. The next thing you do is to work. The next thing you do is to think. Then you go on and go on and go on. There are seven of them. I'll show you all of them. House and riches are the inheritance of fathers. And a prudent wife is from the Lord. Wow. A prudent wife. A wise wife is from God. If you are blessed from from God, you have a wise wife. Hallelujah. Then he says, Slothfulness casteth into a deep sleep. And an idle soul shall suffer hunger. An idle soul shall suffer hunger. That is all you should expect as an idle soul. The devil finds work for an idle hand. Let's read the Amplified of this verse. Verse 15. Slothfulness casts one into a deep sleep. In other words, laziness is what causes you to be sleeping all the time. It casts you into deep sleep. You are always sleeping. You sleep for 10 hours, 12 hours, 15 hours. And you are, you are in bed. No, there's something wrong. Your life is wasting away. You will not see the blessings of God as you're supposed to. Showing forth. You have a backlog of blessings that are yet to manifest. Because you've not touched anything. You're not touching it. Even if you are selling tomatoes like every other person, your tomatoes will be different. Yeah. People will come to yours. Men will line up oh, yeah. when the others are not having that. Yeah. That's what happens. You need to touch something. If you don't touch anything, you don't see much. Slothfulness casts one into a deep sleep. And the idle person shall suffer hunger. The idle person shall suffer hunger. Don't expect any other thing. Only expect hunger. God, like I said, God expects all of us to work. Every child of God must work. Look at Titus chapter 3 from verse 1. Let me show you some more along these lines. Titus 3 from verse 1. It says, Put them in mind to be subject to principalities and powers, to obey magistrates, to be ready to every good work. Let's read the Amplify. Remind people to be submissive to their magistrates and authorities, to be obedient to be prepared and willing to do any upright and honorable work. He says, be ready to do any upright and honorable work. Of course, the work must be upright and honorable. God is interested in you having honest gain, not dishonest gain. Do you understand what I'm saying? You can't be doing things that are not good for God. Things that are not good for other people. The blessing of God will not be on it. Whatever you do, that breaks someone's heart and destroys somebody. It's not honest. It's not honest gain. What you do must be a blessing. If you're a business person, what you do must add value. It must add quality to people's lives. Not take from them. I hope you understand. Now jump to verse 14. Same book, same chapter, verse 14 now. Still in the amplifier. It can still work. He says, and let our own people really learn to apply themselves to good deeds. To honest labor. And honorable employment. So that they may be able to meet necessary demands whenever the occasion may require. And not be living idle and uncultivated and unfruitful lives. Yes, these things are in the Bible. Let me read it again. Verse 14. This is New Testament. It's not Old Testament. And let our own people really learn to apply themselves to good deeds. To honest labor. And honorable employment. So that they may be able to meet necessary demands whenever the occasion may require and not be living ideal and uncultivated and unfruitful lives. So when you are not working, you have an unfruitful life, an uncultivated life. You can't just be there. When we ask, what are you doing? Oh, I'm there. I'm seeing what the Lord will do. Don't see what the Lord will do. Touch something. Sell something. Do something. Don't say, I've left school. I've not been employed. Employ somebody. You have the grace of God upon your life to employ someone else. Don't just sit around. What did you go to school for? What was all the exams and all those things about? You were given exams to write to be able to jump over hurdles. If a hurdle has come in real life, don't pass your exams in school and fail in life. Oh, yeah. Now that you have passed out of school, and you, have, you are now coming to face the real, the real thing. You are now out of school. What are you going to do? Do something. Don't just sit around. Remember, you've given even if you didn't give your own money, but you took money from other people to give, it's, it's, part, it's your seed. You gave it. You spoke to them and took that money to do what you did. The blessing of God has come upon you and upon them. What are you going to do now? Do something. Don't just be sitting down. Don't be idle. Don't just be idle. Don't just be there. Six months, you are just there. One year, you are just there. I've never sat at home for more than a month since I left school. Since I left university. Is it uh, how many years ago? 12 years ago, I left university 12 years ago. I've never sat at home for a month that I'm not doing anything. No. It has never happened. You must look for something to do. You must try. Do something. Okay? He says, he becometh poor that dealeth with a slack hand. I showed that scripture already. He becometh poor. You become poor if you don't work with your hand. You become poor. But the hand of the diligent maketh him rich. So don't don't just be there. Oh, I've left school. Nobody's helping me. I'm looking for employment. If you are looking for the employment and you're not getting, be smart. You just raise some money from people. You can continue to raise money from people and start something. Team up with two or three other people like yourself. Come up with an idea. Let's sell this, let's do this, let's add value to this particular product that exists already. You just have to add value to what exists already. You can sell yam in a different way. Yeah. As recently, I saw someone selling Fanti Kinky yeah. with fish and sardine and all of that, but with a nice package. Wow. You buy it with nice shito inside. Yeah. You buy it, I tell you. I mean, I'm sure your, your taste buds are... I'm watching your taste buds yeah. right now. Very nice, soft, succulent. I mean, the woman who does the kinkai is there. The, one, the sardine is already there. He's just put it together and repackaged it. That is why you went to school. So that you can think and add value to whatever exists already. Don't just be there. Don't just be sitting around. What are you doing? I'm, oh, I'm just there. No, with 2,000 cities, you, can, you raise 2,000 cities to give to the Lord. You can raise that same 2,000 and start something. Start something. Remember. Joseph didn't have anything. He started from negative. He didn't own his own life. At least you own your life. But he worked with his hand and had the blessings of God coming. It was obvious. It was obvious that there was something working in his life. Don't just be there. He says, let our our own people really learn to apply themselves to good deeds, to honest labor and honorable employment so that they may be able to meet necessary demands whenever the occasion may require. Whenever the may require, why is it that you can't do certain things for yourself? You're a lady, you finish school, you can't buy panties for yourself. You have to depend on somebody to buy panties for you. It's not supposed to be like that. It's wrong. It's wrong. God is is not happy about it. That's why I'm talking to you passionately like this. Do you see? You can't do certain basic things for yourself. It's not supposed to be like that. Very soon when you are cutting bread in the kitchen, it will be as though you are you are you are sawing timber and your mother will say, hey, stop cutting the bread. Do something. Do something. Do you see? I'm a minister. I'm a pastor. And I'm about my business. I'm about my business, I tell you. Don't say I'm lucky. I am wacky. I'm not lucky. I am wacky. You can ask everybody around me. I'm into work. You see me driving here. You see me negotiating here. You see me talking to this person. You see me counseling this person. You see me being arrested for something for that I did for the Lord. You see me praying here. You see me reading here. You see me doing this. You see me doing that. No off day. I don't have any. I don't have any. I have to intentionally create time for my family. I also don't work. Because if, if we say we are going to work, we are going to work. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So make up your mind. Make up your mind. That's what, I'm talking, that's what I'm talking to you now. Make up your mind that I have to do something. And in a year, you'll be surprised at what will happen in your life. In a year, you'll be surprised. And God will grant you wisdom as to what you should, do, you should do with the money that comes to you. Do you see? How to reinvest it into your business. And how to cause it to move forward. If you are working in an office, he will show you how to be promoted in the office and what to do with the money that comes to you. He will bless you and show you what to do with the money that comes to you. So that you don't just receive money and then it goes away. No. Listen. Working goes with giving. You can't just be in the drive of working, 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 working and not give. That also doesn't work. If we read in Haggai chapter 1. Okay, let me show it to you. Haggai chapter 1. Let's read from verse 2. Haggai 1 from verse 2. Thus speaketh the Lord of hosts, saying, This people say, The time is not come, the time that the Lord's house should be built. Next verse. Then came the Lord of the Lord by Haggai the prophet, saying, Is it time for you, O ye, to dwell in sealed houses, and this house lie waste? Now therefore, Thus said the Lord of hosts, Consider your ways. You have sown much, and bring in little. Ye eat, but you have not enough. You drink, but you are not filled with drink. You clothe you, but there's none warm. And he that earned wages, earned wages to put it into a bag of ho- with holes. Why was it like that? Because they weren't giving. They were working. These people were working. But they weren't doing what God wanted them to do. So there was a problem. So there are those who are into hard work. We have, I have friends who are like that. I have people around me. There are, there are so many people like that in the world who are into hard work. Let's work hard. Forget about God. God is nothing. Forget about God. Who is God? The most important thing is that you work hard. It's true, you have you must work hard. But working hard without the blessing of God makes you have a bag of holes. Yes. Only bag of holes. You earn the money, you put it into the bag, and it's full of holes. It goes away. You not see progress. So there are people who work hard only, but then they don't see progress. You work hard, you get to God. You give to God, you work hard. They, these two work in hand in hand. They work hand in hand. You can't lead, do one without doing the other. Hallelujah. So decide not to be idle. Look at Second Thessalonians chapter three from verse six. Second Thessalonians chapter three from verse six. Now we command you, brethren, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that you withdraw yourselves from every brother that walketh disorderly and not after the tradition which he received of us. Next verse. For yourselves know how you ought to follow us. For we behaved ourselves, we behaved not ourselves disorderly among you. So there's a certain behavior that is disorderly in the house of God. You can't be the kingdom of God and says, mark those people and avoid them. Those who behave disorderly. Not after the tradition that we left you. Neither did we eat any man's bread for naught. This is verse 8. Let's read from verse 7 into verse 8 so it makes more sense. For yourselves know how you ought to follow us. For we behave not ourselves disorderly among you. Neither did we eat any man's bread for nothing but wrought with labor and travail night and day that we might not be chargeable to any of you. Let's read the Amplified of this, of verse 8. This is what a lot of some Christians are into, some young Christians, young people. How can you be a young person and you, you, are, you have the mindset of someone else giving to you, living off someone? What are you doing? You sleep from morning to evening, and you expect, some, you expect someone else to be feeding you. To create a place for you to come and sleep. No, it's not supposed to be like that. Some people need to be sacked from some places. You need to be sacked from some places. So that you can start thinking. They say necessity is the mother of all inventions. When you start thinking, when you realize that you need to think, you will think. And you will do something that will bring you profit. Look at this, verse 8 in Amplified. It says, nor did we eat any man's bread without paying for it. But with toil and struggle, we worked night and day. That we might not be a burden or impose on any of you for our support. Some people are imposing on others for their support. It's like you you have used someone as your budget. You've calculated with someone in mind. No, it's not supposed to be like that. That is working disorderly. It's not a good thing. You will not see the blessing of God working in your life. Even though you gave. Go back to the King James and go to the next verse. I don't know if you like what I'm telling you. Not because we have not power. It's not because we don't have power to do that. Because he was a minister. He had a a church that had human beings in there who could have given to him. And he could have coerced them to give to him. But he decided not to. Not because we have not power. But to make ourselves an example unto you to follow us. We did that for us to be an example for you to follow. For five years of this ministry's life, I was not a full-time minister. I was pastoring as a lay minister and working as a school teacher. And going to school. And working as a businessman. I've sold wache before. I've sold uh, jollof rice before. I've sold yogurt before. I've sold kinky before. I've sold all kinds of things. Just so that I can do something. When I was in university. I started selling yogurt when I was in university. As a first year. When I came to school. I realized there was no yogurt stand where we were. So I brought in yogurt. From Fan Ice. Fan Milk. Company Limited. To come and sell in that place. And I got me some money see? so don't just be I've sold laptops pen drives I have sold all those things I remember selling a laptop that had a problem <laughs> and it was not easy for me at all I sold it to someone who was very close to me and I, it was, was a problem hallelujah I mean I spend the money to work do something have some challenges in life so that you can see the blessing of God working in your life don't just be sitting down don't just be sitting down expecting that someone will give something to you no Be the blesser. You are the blesser. Don't you understand? You are the giver. You are the blesser. Not the other way around. If you are not going to work, the only option you have is to beg. And kings don't beg. You are king. You are priest. We don't beg. We don't beg. There's nothing like honest gain. Not because you have no power, verse 9, to make ourselves an example unto you, but to make ourselves an example unto you, to follow. To follow us. Verse 10. For even when we are with you, this we commanded. We commanded you that if any would not work, neither should he eat. If any would not work, neither should he eat. If you won't work, don't eat. No contribution, no chop. No No work, no chop. Can you imagine that he says they should go hungry. If any would not work, you would not work. You don't want to work. Neither should he eat. It is evil from the pit of hell to decide to put yourself in that situation. You are not working. What are you there for? What are you doing? Even Jesus came to work. Your Lord came to work. What is wrong with you? Look at the next verse. Verse 11. For we hear that there are some which work among you disorderly, working not at all, but are busybodies. Verse 12. Now them that are such, we command and exhort by our Lord Jesus Christ, that with quietness they work and eat their own bread. Next verse. But ye brethren, Be not weary in well-doing. Hallelujah. So, he says he wants you to become big so that you'll be the one who does be a blessing to others. Even thieves are commanded to to stop stealing when you become a child of God. He says Stop stealing. Do honest work so that you may have to be a blessing to others. He wants you to have to be a blessing to others. He's made you a blessing in this earth. Be a blessing. Help people. That is in Ephesians. Ephesians chapter 4. Verse 28. Ephesians 4.28. Let him that stole still no more. Can you imagine? Let him that stole still no more. But rather let him labor. Working with his hands. The thing which is good. So that he may have to give to him that needeth. He has made you a a blesser. I'm a blesser. I'm a blesser. You see it's not enough to be blessed. He says he made Abraham, he blessed Abraham so that he might be a blessing. It's not enough to be blessed. Yes, you are blessed. But now that you are blessed, you must be a blessing to others. You must help others. You must strengthen others. You must bring others to your level. How are you going to do that? You must have enough to be a blessing. He says, let him do still no more. But rather, let him labor, working with his hands. You know what, this is what makes... Um, Europe and America and these wonderful worlds, a star, a, a Western world, Asia and all that, work. That's, they work. They are into working. They don't know God. They are into working. They just like working. I mean, you should be in the UK. Our churches in the UK. I mean, you you'll be surprised that on Sunday morning, someone is going to work. There's work every time something is happening. You have to make a conscious effort to extract yourself out of that system to be able to live for the Lord. In a certain way, or their system will take. That's also Babylon. They will just take your life completely and suck all the moisture, all the juice out of your life. You work, 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 work. You go on pension and you die. You've helped build their system and not build build your life. Hallelujah! But you must work. You must work. I must work the works of Him that sent me, while it is day. The night cometh when no man can work. Oh, Hallelujah! Look at 1 Thessalonians chapter four, verse eleven. I'm showing you more scriptures, more scriptures. Every child of God must work. There is no future for an idle, lazy man in the kingdom of God. 1 Thessalonians four, eleven, and that you study to be quiet and to do your own business and to work with your own hands, as we commanded you, is a command from the Lord. Verse twelve, that you may walk honestly toward them that are without. And that they may have lack. Ye may have lack of nothing. This is the way to have lack of nothing. Work. You will not have lack of anything. From hence on, lack is cast out of your life. It says God is able to give you all things richly to enjoy. You have all things richly to enjoy. As you work, the Lord is going to be adding to you more and more. More and more. I want to show you some of the fathers in the Old Testament who put these principles together to produce fruits. And be multiplied. The first person I want to show you is Abraham. I'll just mention Abraham and then we'll close for today. On Sunday I'll continue with Isaac, with Jacob, and all of those wonderful people. Abraham. Genesis chapter 12 from verse 1. Let's look at Genesis 12 from verse 1. Now the Lord has said unto Abraham, Get thee out of thy country, and from thy kindred, and from thy father's house, unto a land that I will show thee. Verse 2. And I'll make of thee a great nation. What a blessing. I'll make of thee a great nation. And I'll bless you. And make your name great, and you shall be a blessing. I'll bless you, and make your name great, and you shall be a blessing. Verse 3 And I'll bless them that bless thee, and curse him that curseth thee, and in thee shall all families of the earth be blessed. All families of the earth are to be blessed in you. This is the Abrahamic blessing, which is resting upon your life. All families of the earth are to be blessed in you. How will all families of the earth be blessed in you? By your work. Abraham had this blessing in his life. He didn't just sit down. Abraham at age 75 was rearing cattle. Look at chapter 13 from verse 1. Look at how the blessings showed forth. And Abraham went up out of Egypt, he and his wife, and all that he had, and lot with him into the south. And Abraham was very rich in cattle. Not very rich in sitting down. He was rearing cattle and his riches came through the cattle. And Abraham was very rich in cattle, in silver, and in gold. How did he get silver and gold? Because of the cattle. He sold some of the cattle and got silver. Sold some of the cattle and got gold. So don't just sit around and say, I'm the seed of Abraham. And now you are just there. No. Do something. Do something. If it is forex, you are going to learn. Learn it well. Do it well. And make money out of it. Whatever it is that you're supposed to do, do it. Whatever you are allowed to do, do it. To the, to the glory of God. Work. And under no circumstance should you, be just, should you be just there. No. You must have enough to be a blessing. Hallelujah. Remember, the blessing of God is resting on you now. The blessing of God is resting on you now. The grace of God is, is resting upon you now. Whatever I touch will prosper. He says, whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. Of course, you can't prosper without the word of God. So he lets you know that you must be you must be diligent in the word as well. And whatsoever. He doesn't tell you what you should do. He says, Whatsoever whatsoever he doeth shall prosper do something team up with someone don't be greedy don't be greedy when 2000 genesis comes in you want to take 1000 and give him 200 don't be greedy that's greediness be loyal loyalty is a virtue be loyal to what you're doing be faithful to what you are doing okay wait for the right time to take what you're supposed to take don't just do unnecessary things look at your next verse, verse 3 genesis 13:3 And he went on his journeys from the south even to Bethel, unto the place where his tent had been at the beginning, between Bethel and Hai. Unto the place of the altar which he had made there at the first. And there Abraham called on the name of the Lord. And Lot also, which went with Abraham, had flocks and heads and tents. Next verse. And the land was not able to bear them, that they might dwell together, for their substance was great, so that they could not dwell together. Can you see it? They are substance. Which substance is that? Go to verse 5. He says, and Lot also, which went with him, had flocks and heads and tents. This is what they had. Flocks and heads and tents. Do you know how difficult it is to tend a flock for a flock to increase? Mm-hmm. <laughs> one man of God, one famous man of God, mentioned that he bought uh, 12 cows. Mm-hmm. You know, that he was going to rear those 12 cows. He, was, he, was, he believed that those cows were going to multiply. He was going to get 500 cows after 5 years. After 5 years he had 1 cow. All the cows were gone. It's not, this is you need hard work to be able to cause flock to increase. So this is no small work. It's no mean work at all. It's a lot of work. And Abraham had all these. And Lot also, which went with Abraham, had flocks and heads and tents. Verse six. And the land was not able to bear the two of them. That they might dwell together for their substance was great. So that they could not dwell together. How did the substance become great? He had been blessed by God. But from the blessing to his substance, there was a gap. Work. He had to work. He had to work. God blessed the work of his hand. What are you doing? What are you doing? Tonight I came to ask you, what are you doing? Work. Now that you have given to God, the next thing to do. Is to work. Lift up your hands wherever you are. And thank God for this wisdom, for this grace that He has brought into your life. God bless you for listening. We pray that the word of God will be rooted and grounded in your heart as you give attention to the word. Kindly follow Pastor T and Love Economy Church on all social networks for more of God's word. Don't forget to subscribe to the Pastor T podcast. Simply search for Pastor T on any podcast app. Plug in and enjoy God's Word. Visit our website at loveeconomychurch.org for more information. God bless you.